Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sam and Dave Show. <laughs> this week we are joined by with by with Nick Kelly from who's the assistant head of admissions, ladies and marketing Hello. at Sixth Form. Hi, Nick. You're right. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You're looking forward to this. Yeah. You don't look like <laughs> you don't look like you're looking forward to this. I'm <laughs> what about me? <laughs> I trust you more than I trust him, though. That's all. I, I think it's important to note that Nick, n- Nick, and Sam don't know what the topic's going to be so far, which is why she's probably not looking forward to what I'm going to ask next. So, before we talk about what what we're going to talk about throughout this, I'm going to ask a few questions at first. Okay, so we're around the the thought process of well-being and developing things to help and and support ourselves. But is it best to keep your goals quiet to prevent public failure? What, what do you think? Ooh. What, what, what do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I don't like failing. So I like failing publicly even less, I'd say. Um, but I think it is important to kind of be vocal with your goals. Um, I don't know, so... Yeah, I know what you mean, in terms of, you know, seeing it as people sharing your goals as well, and supporting each other, and... Yeah, it depends what it is, I suppose, like, in a work capacity as well, you can get other people in to support you and help you, and if you're building that, like, one vision of what you want to do, especially if it's, say, like, an event, like, we run at work, um, and you want things you know you've got that end goal it's important to get the relevant people in and to share your vision Mm because if you keep it to yourself what about on a personal level though you know do you have any personal goals at the minute nick (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i say this nearly every week so my goal since jan has been to exercise more and so and i am quite public I'd say with that to a point I mean I don't sort of advertise it as a goal on my social media and things but I am putting on my social media um when I attend boot camps and things like that and you know and yeah and I don't really know why I do that but I suppose it makes it feel more real if it's on social media which I know sounds a bit strange well I suppose that kind of comes back to the original question about the fear of failure so I suppose in in a personal sense I'm less likely to talk about my goals because I I wouldn't like them not to kind of happen. Yeah. 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 I think that's I think that's quite common for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, like in a work capacity. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about like, come on guys, we need to get to this. Mm-hmm. We've got an aim, we all need to pitch together. I like goals. I like mm-hmm. targets. So would you say you're driven by goals? Yeah, very much so, like numbers and targets. Mm-hmm. I I don't I like exceeding targets. Um, and I do in my own life but I think I do keep that more quiet mm. but possibly because I, I don't want to come across like I'm a failure mm. interesting yeah. so the, re- the rest of this podcast we're going to talk about habits so goals if we have a goal we need habits to make sure that we reach those goals and we've talked about in the past that we don't rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems and our systems one system that we can have to attain our goals is habits strong habits form the foundation of of reaching those goals that you said so in that vein my next question is if you want to break three habits so if you're starting to think about three habits that you've got they could be positive or negative but you want to break three habits is it best to 
do them one at a time or try and tackle all three all at once? How, how would you go about breaking those habits that you've got yourself into? I would personally go for all three at once, which I know there's probably no right or wrong answer, but I know for some people that'd be too much. But yeah, that's just the way I operate. I'm like all or nothing kind of person. <laughs> so I'd just be like, no, these are three things I'm changing and just go for it. But um, I think sometimes, you know, and coming back to the failure thing and what Nick was saying, you know, you can be setting yourself up for failure doing that. I mean, something we talked about in a previous podcast was about multitasking. And I th- and this has actually stuck with me. And I keep saying this to people is actually as human beings, we cannot multitask. It's a proven thing. And I know breaking three habits maybe might not be seen as multitasking, but ultimately you're tackling a lot there. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would just go for it all, to be honest. Yeah. For, <laughs> for me, I'm, I would be the opposite. If I, if I identify three things that I feel I need to change, it would be one at a time. Because I feel that I'm more likely to stick with that, get that out of the way, then that mm-hmm. my habit isn't to do that mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. and then I can go on to the next one. Would be the way that I, I would tackle that rather than all three. I think. But with <laughs> it being a habit, do you not find it? Would you not find it difficult to, to to break? Because I'm thinking, I know I do things which I would prefer not to do in like terms of overthinking and. Um, putting a lot of pressure on myself in certain situations there's certain things habits I would love to break but I can't mm. like I can't break certain habits so I think maybe you can <laughs> you can do it Nick you can do it so yeah so maybe it comes down to like equipping yourself to be able to do yeah. those so I think I'd probably go for the one at a time thing mm-hmm. just because I think I'd find it more difficult to actually yeah. follow through and break them because mm-hmm. some of them I feel they're just ingrained in me. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's a point of a habit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And some habits <laughs> impact on other things as well. Like me and Sam are both sat here with a costa. Like the habit of going to get a costa in the morning, if you stop that suddenly but you're trying to do three other things at once, not having a coffee might make other things more difficult until you get used to that so yeah that's true so breaking them down in in terms of habits in new year most people have a new year's resolution what percentage of people do you think have stuck with their new year's resolution by june oh by june less than 10 percent. interesting yeah i wouldn't say a lot or should or should we back oh we shouldn't back the people because you just went to say that (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, according to my internet source, thirty <laughs> percent of people that set a New Year's res- resolution um, have kept their promises that they set themselves in January. That's so. not. That's not a lot. No, it's no. not, is it? No, but again, with the right attitude and approach, and, and being focused on those habits and changing things, mm. it can still be there. So that's still thirty percent of people that have done something different yeah. from yeah. New Year to pretty much the middle of the year. So. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's a very positive way of looking at it, actually. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, if you haven't formed a new habit in three weeks, should you give up? Is it just not going to work for you if you if it's not worked within three weeks? No. Oh, sorry. No. But you need to find a different way. Right. Yeah, and I think th- you know a lot. A lot can be going on in those three weeks, mm. or timing comes down to a lot of things as well and just because 
you've not enjoyed it or you've not been successful that time, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to. Like we're constantly like coming back to the work thing. It's, you know, things don't always work out, but then you kind of have that time to assess why it didn't work mm-hmm. out, what we can do differently. And then you try different approaches and, mm-hmm. and it works out. So I think it's just being able to assess what you're doing and figure out why it's not working. Yeah. I think I think there's a common misconception that if it's not worked within three days or twenty sorry three weeks or twenty one days, that it's not going to happen. But it depends how ingrained that habit is. If it's something that you've done for your whole life, yeah, a change in three weeks isn't going to happen. Um, and I think it's important to not be discouraged if it hasn't happened. It's still finding it difficult because it doesn't mean that you're not going to get there. It just might take three months instead of three weeks, um, but you will get there in the end. Yeah. And like I see a lot of people like my age as well trying new things. Yeah. And it's you know, it can be like weight loss or taking up the gym and things like that. And you see people who it hasn't been successful for in the past Mm. and then something just clicks. Mm. And it can be because you're at a different point in your life or you're surrounding yourself with different people or Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a key point actually. I think more than ever, and again, probably because of social media, but you do see people of all ages starting all these like new mm. hobbies or habits or you know probably interlinked um well i think that's really good you know a good use of social media it gives you some ideas like for example the cold water um oh, debut the doing yeah the swimming yeah. and stuff i mean that's a fairly well it's not a new thing people have done it for years but you know like it's sort of gained in um publicity and you know popularity and i think it does just give people ideas of new things to try in their own life that might actually enhance their um, health and well-being. Yeah, I think lockdown helped that as well because you, you were on your own a lot of the time um, and then you could only go out for those kind of mm. one hours or whatever. People who maybe hadn't run before or hadn't, you, you know, they'd try mm. new things or they'd revert back to things they'd enjoyed at school. Mm. Like I've got a friend that's taken up painting again yeah. because she enjoyed it at school yeah. and it's like, it, it, yeah, it's finding those things. But I think lockdown and gave people time to kind of reassess mm-hmm. what um, they did for their own well-being, especially in such a, a situation like that where, you know, mental health was mm-hmm. declining. And Is there anything you started in lockdown that you still <coughs> have kept up? I've got a few things, you see, which I'm quite proud of. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> well, so... Tell us more, Sam. I will. <laughs> Thanks, Dave, I will. <laughs> so, no, we bought bikes. So, um, the boys had always had bikes, but... Phil and I hadn't like for years mm. other than when we went to Centre Parts and stuff so yeah we've kept up with bike rides um, we've kept up with well I personally have kept up with making soup I know a lot of people be like yeah that's not a hard thing but I'd never made soup until lockdown yeah. and so now I, I still make soup so I think you know again and we talked about this in a previous podcast but there's a lot of good habits that people did during lockdown that you know it's good to try and keep them going yeah. isn't it yeah I think coming back to the cold water thing I think that's a perfect example of habits because when you first start cold water sessions showers immersion um it's not it's not nice it's (laughs) it's not comfortable you you feel the benefits after you get out but at first it's not nice but the more you do it the more you get used to it Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. it's not actually that bad but it's the same with other habits that at first it might be quite painful to stop doing something or uncomfortable to not do something that you're used to doing Mm -hmm. over and over and over again Mm But then you can see the benefits from not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then in time, it's like, oh, it's not too bad. I'm not missing that anymore. Yeah. It, it's a good mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, we're going to move 
slightly now to about Atomic Habits, which is a book. Oh. Um, and, in, and in the book, he talks about lessons around habits and forming atomic habits, in, in his words, of um, how you can make sure that you do something that's positive, but also how you can make sure that you carry on. So one of the lessons that he talks about in the book is all about that habits are based on a four-step pattern. So that four-step pattern is a cue. So something that suggests there's a reward in changing what you are doing. So forming a new habit or stopping a habit, there's a reward at the end of it. Like stop eating McDonald's. The benefits of that, healthy, healthy yeah. mind, healthy body, that sort of thing. Um, the next step is, is craving. So the motivation to change something to get the reward, but being able to see it. So you can see that there is going to be a reward at the end of that. So mm. you've had that information, then you can see that there's a reward there. So that you're craving that reward or, or where that journey, where it's taking you. And then there's the response. So whatever you need to do to get that reward. And then obviously at the end, the, the fourth one is the reward that you get after you've done everything else. So it's not a, a easy thing to just stop doing something. But if you think about it, well, what that habit is doing for you, what's the reward at the end of it? Can yeah. you get yeah. to that reward? And it kind of just flows through. Um, another lesson is about to form habits, you must make them obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Because if it's not any of those things, it's less likely to stick. So what, what in an obvious way, what um, don't hide things where you know they are. So if you don't want, to, if you want to stop eating chocolate, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I to have to give it to my partner, and he has to hide it. <laughs> um, but make it easy as well. So if you have in that example of chocolate, if you've got chocolate in the house, mm-hmm. it's too easy yeah. to yeah. not break that habit. Whereas yeah. if you didn't buy chocolate at the yeah. weekend, it's not going to happen. Um, in terms of of habits what what would you say is your advice in in forming one what what would you say you need to be able to do to to be able to form a a positive habit i was gonna say is this a good habit or a bad habit a positive (laughs) habit you've got to be consistent and strict with yourself um yeah i mean again and i've again i've mentioned this in a previous podcast but something i I've stuck to is I used to have my mobile phone on charge next to my bed and my new habit is I put it downstairs in the kitchen mm-hmm. because I would wake up in the night and I would go on my phone and you know it would just keep me awake so um yeah but you know there'd be times I'd get in bed and I'd have my phone there and I'd have to make myself go back down and put it on and yeah so you've got to be strict yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like preparing as well yeah. um like in terms of when I've like tried to lose weight before and um, like successfully lost weight before and stuff, but um, it's it's the prepping. So it's the kind of preparing for the times, like you say, when you might find it difficult or you might feel like you're going to trip up and fail. And I think it's also kind of not- noticing that it's okay if you do though. Mm. You know, one bad meal's not going to yeah in that instance yeah yeah yeah. So you know, even if you relapse on your habit it doesn't mean you can't try again the next day or yeah. in the next hour it's we're human yeah and yeah, yeah, it, yeah like you say it's a habit because it's something you've kept with you for so long so i think don't beat yourself up as well something um i say to my students a lot especially at the moment as they're prepping for exams and final assessments and things is it's what nick basically was saying is failing to plan is planning to fail yeah so if you 
want to be successful in anything, you've got a plan, yeah. you know, and that can be different things, you know, a revision timetable, obviously for exams, meal planning, if you're losing weight, yeah. your exercise plan, if you committed to going three times a week or, you know, I think that is key. Yeah, having, having something in place, having a structure. I love a list. Yeah, me too. I am a massive yeah. fan of a list. Um, tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there's there's nothing better than ticking things off the list. <laughs> yeah. I put stuff on my list just so I can tick it off. Yeah, sometimes. if I've just done it, <laughs> yeah. I'll just put it on. Yeah, you, you write stuff on you've done. If I've just, just done something, yeah, yeah it's oh, yeah. motivational. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you try it and tell me. Yeah. So interesting discussion around habits and how we can form positive habits and and a little bit about the theory behind habits as well. And, the forming of them and how we form them as, as humans mm-hmm. to finish what would you say is one habit that as a student at college or a staff member at college you would recommend <laughs> they do to be more either productive or have better mental physical health what, what's one habit you think that that people should do i'll start and it's one that i do do is when i when i get up in the morning have a, a pint of water not not oh. not the second I get out of bed, but when I go downstairs, get a pint of water and drink a pint of water because throughout the day, being hydrated helps your mind, helps your body to to focus on things, and sometimes you get embroiled in the day and you don't manage to have a drink till lunchtime. Yeah. Whereas I know I've had a pint of water as soon as I've got up, and that is a habit that I've got into and and stuck with. I might try that because I am forever going. I need to go to the water fountain need to go to the water person and I never get there so I might try that one I would say like I've just said before lists like if I'm stressed out about anything getting things out of my head mm-hmm. onto a piece of paper and being that habit of when I come into work every morning I write my list of what I've got to do today I take my list from yesterday I rewrite the, the new things on the list <laughs> and I, I've got it there it's organized it's I feel like if I can't control everything in my life, I can control writing it on a piece of paper. And I feel like I've got control of something. (laughs) So I would definitely say writing lists. Because you just... And it's the satisfaction of ticking things off the list. Mm -hmm. You've seen it's like um, a a visible progression. It's Mm -hmm. You're doing things, you're ticking things off. It's that, oh, I'm getting things done, I'm I'm moving. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say making lists. I'm definitely going to do the water one as well. And in fact, it, you know what? I love the pop-ups around college and there's one about, have you drank enough, isn't there? You're welcome, yeah. Sam. <laughs> I was in the meeting, I know. <laughs> um, but no, it does, because it actually does make me think, right, I need to drink more. So yeah, I'm going to try that one. Bliss, Nick, I'm a big fan of. So what was the question again? One habit. Is that... One habit that you'd recommend? I know, I keep going on about it, but I'd say the mobile phone thing, and you know, it's an easy change. Move your mobile phone away from where you sleep. Um, because I have this conversation with students and they all like, they nod, we all do it. I yeah. think if your phone's there, I don't think there's anyone who can say, no, I never have picked it up in the middle of the night or first thing no. in the morning. And it's it's just not a good start. And sometimes yeah. you're not even actually giving anything. No, like nothing. It. You're literally nothing. Like open Instagram, yeah. open Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open Instagram, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I would hate to think how many hours of my life I have wasted. My phone's the best yeah I know <laughs> I don't like that bit but yeah so uh, to come back to it I just think the mobile phone thing yeah yeah, yeah. and I also think recognizing negative habits and trying to break them yeah as well yeah. and sticking with them it might not be easy at first but sticking with them and as Nick said yeah if you you know 
yes, I'm not going to lie, since January, and I've had this new thing, yes, the old time I have had my phone next to me, you know, just because I couldn't be bothered going back down and doing it. But it doesn't mean I haven't still made a very positive change because the majority of the time it isn't. And I think that's the key. You can still have little slip-ups or whatever, but still make positive changes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. Wasn't as bad as you thought? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here. Are you going to listen to it back? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just a reminder of the support that's available in college. There is your pastoral register. There's additional learning support, all the curriculum and teaching staff as well. Uh, if you want to talk about any habits that you currently have and, and how you can be supported to break them. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.